what quantum science is telling us is that what we see in touch isn't all that there is to reality. In fact, the world of the five senses is just the very superficial surface of things. You are listening to Climate of Joy, the podcast where we talk about climate change and consciousness in light of what quantum science is telling us about reality and the dramatic opportunity for healing that the climate emergency offers. I'm Christine Penner-Polly, a self-described climate crone who is a Canadian mom of two, three if you count Jemmy, my little Frenchy Spaniel cross. I'm an author, a speaker, and an energy intuitive specializing in loosening the invisible knots that keep us stuck in unhealthy patterns at both the personal and collective level. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Lekwungen peoples and the Esquimalt, Songhees, and Waisanich First Nations. Recognition and respect for these people's past, present, and future presence and caretaking of this land is essential to reconciliation. As a settler, I want to honor and thank the original peoples of this territory and also recognize that my presence here is the result of European colonization, which has had devastating impacts for the original people of this territory and right across Turtle Island. Wow. This is the summer that we can say climate change is affecting our lives wherever we are in the globe. There's record heat waves hitting Europe. There's uh, North Africa is having uh, devastating heat waves as well. There's fires in Europe. There's been deadly heat waves across the U.S., In my own country, oh my goodness, here in Canada, there's hundreds of wildfires raging just in my own province of British Columbia, and there were devastating floods across the country on the east coast of Canada and Nova Scotia, where people died because they were swept away uh, in their vehicles, and just devastation, devastation. And across the country, there's wildfires burning that have been causing record air pollution levels, not only in Canada, in different places across Canada, but down into the U.S. as well, and in some of the most populated states like New York. So folks, here we are, those of us who have been following what the science has been saying about climate change aren't surprised to hear this. Uh, At the same time, I would add that all of these extreme weather events are happening. There's uh, food supplies are being affected. Uh, India just brought in an export ban on its rice to ensure it has a domestic supply, which is unprecedented. And uh, people are panic buying rice all over uh, the world. So, again, not surprising for those of us who have been following the climate science. This is what scientists have been warning will happen if we continue to pour greenhouse gas pollution into the atmosphere. And that is by burning fossil fuels, which also happens to be the way 
that we fuel our society, our all of our economy. So we are in a crisis. And so my conversation today isn't so much to focus on what's going on. You can read the headlines. Uh, I will put a link to some articles that are summaries of what's going on with the crazy weather around the world, but you can read the headlines. If you're listening to this, you know we're in unprecedented new territory with regards to our climate and the implications for what that's going to do to our society. My hope today is to focus a little bit on the automatic fight, flight, or freeze instinct that we have when we're threatened because climate change is threatening not only our way of life, our food supply. Some of you listening, it may be actually physically threatening your homes, their communities being evacuated because of wildfire threats all across my country. So this fight, flight, or freeze response, this fear response is going to kick in for me as well as uh, everybody else. But my hope is to give you some tools to deal with that fear, to bring down that rush of adrenaline, and uh, also to give a perspective about these incredible times that we're living in, because we are standing on a precipice of a whole new way of being on this planet. And all of us listening, all of us alive, the nearly 8 billion people on the planet today, we get to cast a vote on whether we're going to shift into a world of peace where everybody gets to thrive, where there's more cooperation and more health, or in fact, if this climate emergency and all of the other planetary emergencies that we're facing, the biodiversity crisis, the economic crisis, the inequality crisis, is this a gateway into a world where everybody thrives? or a gateway into increasing chaos, conflict, and toxicity. So no pressure at all. Here we are. What's a person supposed to do in these unprecedented times? It's tempting to look away. But if you're one of those courageous souls who can't look away, and you're trying to make sense of and live coherently in a world seemingly gone crazy, I'm glad you tuned in because there is a frontier where eco grief and quantum consciousness and quantum healing meet. So that is the invitation that the climate emergency is extending to us. And in order to take up that invitation, which really is about releasing the past way of doing things in order to cultivate a different reality than the painful one that currently dominates the globe. In order to do that, we have to make an effort. It doesn't mean we're uh, perfect. We don't want perfection to be the enemy of the good here because none of us are perfect. We're human. 
If you knew me well, you would know how imperfect I am. But the findings of quantum mechanics or quantum physics suggest that we have the power to shift our consciousness. And the climate emergency is telling us that the old way no longer works. And the same system of thinking and being in the world that has brought us to this brink of global disaster, which has caused this fractured relationship with Mother Earth for most of us in the Western world. It's also taught us not to trust our sixth sense, our intuition. We're told it's only our five senses that can give us information about the world. But actually, what quantum science is telling us is that what we see and touch isn't all that there is to reality. In fact, the world of the five senses is just the very superficial surface of things. In the quantum world, we aren't solid matter. We are vibrating energy. And that means our consciousness has an impact on reality. So what does that mean in the middle of a summer of alarming weather and increasing food prices and threats to our health and well-being? We are invited to stop, breathe. That's always a good place to start. Breathe and connect to the here and now. There may be looming disaster ahead. Uh, if our system is consistently in fight, flight, or freeze mode, we're going to overreact, not just when the threat physically arrives, but before. We're primed for fighting or fleeing or freezing, none of which is a helpful response to this incredible invitation that we're being offered. So I guess a question that I would put to anybody listening here, as well as something that I remind myself regularly, how would it impact one's life if one acknowledged and integrated the reality that as solid as we and the world around us seems, we are vibrating energy. At Our essence is vibrating energy. And each thought that we put out there affects ourselves and ripples out to the world. How would that change the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about others, what we put out into the world? And how would that, in the context of the climate emergency, how would that change our response to what we're seeing on the news? It's incredibly difficult if you're someone like me who has recognized for years that this is what the climate scientists have been warning us about. They've been very clear about their warning. And yet it has, not only has the science been disregarded by policymakers, but in fact, there's been an active campaign 
to undermine the reality of the climate science by and for those who are um, making the most money from polluting our the world that sustains life. So it's very hard, and I speak from personal experience, not to feel intense anger and disdain for those who would pollute the earth for the sake of making a buck. So I want to recognize that that is righteous anger, if that's what you're feeling. But if this is to become an evolutionary moment for humanity, which it has the potential to do because the threat is so large that um, as we're coming to recognize, it threatens every nation on earth. So here we are, and how are we going to uh, turn the corner? Well, if we continue to feel anger and vengeance towards those who have put us in this place, that is a consciousness that will continue the same state of affairs. But if we, recognizing that we are vibrating energy, as solid as we seem, that we are more space than we are matter, science tells us, do we then have the ability to change the narrative, change the story that we tell ourselves, and say, for my part, I'm willing to release anger and vengefulness and embrace the idea that we move forward collectively trying to lift everybody up. And that means letting go of anger and resentment personally and collectively. It doesn't mean we continue to let the fossil fuel companies dictate the agenda. Absolutely not. But we don't spend time and energy focusing on what they've done wrong and how they have gotten us into this situation. Rather, we move forward contributing a consciousness that is grounded, that is willing to forgive, and willing to do its own healing work. I would love to hear from you listeners about what you do to keep yourself grounded in the midst of the crazy times that we're in. I love to walk, especially to walk in nature. I, of course, use energy healing techniques, and I'm going to put a link to a tapping video that I'm going to create specifically for dealing with these feelings that come up in uh, the climate emergency of feeling powerless, of feeling angry, and acknowledging. One has to acknowledge what one feels before one can shift it, and that is also true in EFT tapping, the energy healing tool that I uh, love to use and share. Um, 
one doesn't pretend that one feels any different. One acknowledges one's feelings while tapping on the acupressure points and then shifts things that way. So that's my invitation today is uh, if you're listening to this and you want to shift some of the feelings that you have around the climate emergency to feel free to use that uh, video. There are more resources available on the Climate of Joy website. And thank you for joining this conversation. I love feedback. Please don't hesitate to get in touch. Christine at Climate of Joy. And I wish you well wherever you are and whatever you're doing. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please leave me a rating, a review, or tag me on Instagram at cpennerpolly or find me on Pinterest at 350 or bust. If you are ready for more peace in your life, even in the climate emergency, head over to climateofjoy.com to grab your free copy of Tap Into Peace. And while you're there, Sign up for my free online healing circles, which happen once a month. Till next time, be kind to each other. Remember, we are all just walking each other home.